Welcome to Punk Rock and Politics. Today is January 17th, 2017, and this is episode number four. Let's do it. These days are strange, it's true. I would bomb the shit out of them. If you think that punk rock doesn't mix with politics, you're wrong. Welcome to Punk Rock and Politics. Today we're talking to Gregory II about music, inspiration, and the Black Lives Matter movement. So let's get to the political mosh pit. But first, here's the news of the week. Here's what's making news. Facebook is tackling fake news in Germany just in time for their September election. According to AP, Facebook will be limiting sites that are considered fake news in Germany in order to prevent the fake news in playing a role in that election. The Falcon 9 launch by SpaceX was successful on Saturday. And to explain to us why that's such a big deal, here's our local space guru, Michael Clark, but known around here as Space Mike. Okay, hey, Space Mike. So what's up with the Falcon 9 space rocket? Hey, Michael Co. Thanks for having me on. So um, with the whole uh, Falcon 9 rocket, this launched on uh, Saturday, January 14th. And the reason why this was such a big deal was because last year in 2016, um, on September 1st, uh, one of their rockets blew up. And not even like during the launch itself. It was uh, They were just doing like a fueling test. And uh, the upper stage exploded, and the satellite that they were going to launch on that mission was a communication satellite that was going to provide internet access to South Africa. And it was the whole deal with that was that it was Facebook who was leasing that satellite to provide internet access to South Africa. So that, of course, you know, everyone would start using Facebook there. Um, so with that, they were grounded from launching any missions until they conducted an investigation to, as to why that last one exploded. And they were finally able to get it. They figured out the reason why it exploded. It turned out that there was a helium tank inside. And the reason they had a helium tank in there was to keep all the fuel kind of pressurized um, during, during the launch. Like as you burn the fuel and it goes uh, down the tank, once you get into space and, and microgravity, all that fuel just starts like floating around and won't go into your pumps to you know, have your engine burn. So they have to have some sort of inert gas like helium to keep the entire tank pressurized while they're in space so that the fuel will you know, slowly go down to the bottom of the tank and they can burn all of it with their engines. Um, so they figured out the cause of why that helium tank exploded. The FAA accepted their investigation and gave them a clearance to launch again. And so with this launch, they were able to do it 100% successfully. They got the, uh, the, the satellites into orbit. It happened to be some more communication satellites for a company called Iridium, which has a lot of government contracts and stuff like that. But then the first stage of the rocket, they were able to land the first stage on their drone ship out at sea. And this was actually a launch that took place in California, not at uh, Florida, at Cape Canaveral. This launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California and landed out in the Pacific at their drone ship out there. 
Um, so that was a big deal, and that booster is going to be reused on another flight someday. And so this allows for a refilling of these rockets? Exactly. When, they, when they're able to land these things, all they have to do is just you know, check them out, make sure no parts need to be replaced, and then they can refuel it, put a new uh, upper stage and a new payload on that thing, and launch it again for way, way, way cheaper because they don't have to build a whole new first stage again. You know, it, they, they say that the first stage alone costs about $50 million to build and wow. to launch, but one of the reused boosters could be anywhere from $50,000 to a $1 million. Oh, just wow. way less than fifty million per per launch. So it's you know, also so. a big deal for the environment too, uh, saving materials. So now that SpaceX had this massive success, what's next for that company? Well, they have quite a few different payloads that they need to be launching into orbit. They have lots of communication satellites and uh, satellites for other governments around the world, not just NASA. They're going to be launching some stuff for uh, Algeria, for South Korea, and uh, uh, quite a few more, just, uh, just to name a few. And they're also going to be building their crew capsule. They're going to have a crew capsule that's going to start sending astronauts up to the International Space Station, which we need desperately because we're paying the Russians like uh, it's getting close to $80 million per seat to send one of the American astronauts up to the space station on one of those Russian ships. So once we can get SpaceX uh, launching astronauts, it's going to be way cheaper. I mean, the entire launch itself is going to be less than $80 million, especially if they're re uh, using one of these reusable boosters. So oh, wow. And that will definitely why. open up the uh, space tourism industry. I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully. There's already a company that offers flights up to the space station for like a couple of weeks, but the ride is, again, through the Russians, and it's super expensive, and they've only done a handful of people. Like, I think it's less than 15 people have uh, gone up on a tourist flight like that. Um, so once uh, SpaceX gets going, you know, they could get the price down to something like, you know, $2 million a seat for a tourist, which is way cheaper than the $80 million. I mean, that's still something just for rich people, at least at first, but it's going to keep coming down and down and down and down until, you know, it could be like a $50,000 thing. And, you know, regular people can save up for a couple of years and go to space if they really want to. So I, yes. I think that's a big deal. <laughs> the uh, the possibilities are limitless. Absolutely. And they so, want to go to Mars someday and start sending colonists there and stuff like that. So if all their plans work off and all these launches happen and they keep making money, then uh, they're going to build an even bigger rocket, bigger than the rocket that we used to go to the moon back in the 60s and start sending a, a bunch of people to the moon at a time. Definitely. <laughs> wow. that That's very interesting. But thanks for coming on and giving us the down low on Falcon 9. And we're going to have you back soon and talk a lot more about space and space tourism and the future of uh, the Earth and basically how uh, space is going to fit into that. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on, Michael Coe. Uh, Ad Astra, keep uh, moving onwards and upwards, and uh, good luck on your show. You're doing a great job here. Thanks, Space Mike. In another news, Ringling Brothers shuts down after 146 years of operation. This is a huge victory for animal rights activists everywhere. In only three days, Donald Trump will be inaugurated as the 45th President of the United States. Let the Trumpocalypse begin. And that's the news of the week.
Today our interview is going to be with Gregory II. He's referred to as a poet. He's coming onto the scene with vibrant rhymes, a unique voice, and his style is very appealing to people's ears. He catches attention by his blunt truthness and storytelling in his music. He was born and raised in Oklahoma City, but he now is residing in Los Angeles, California. So this is just the beginning for Gregory II. He's starting as an unknown, but finishing unforgettable. And here's a little track by Gregory titled, My Vibe. His intellectual words made me vibrate from my mind down to my thighs as he spread open my third eye. With the gentle force, our chakras aligned. Then he whispered in my ear. Now you all mine. Need to sleep cause I don't sleep much. Blunt in my hand, green juice in my cup. Queen in my bed, roll over, get a nut. And she just smiling cause she already know what's up. Deep down inside, she know I never harm her. Give love to this world. Get it back, call it karma. I'ma keep doing me. Yep, keep doing me. I'm a motherfucking wolf in a world full of sheep. Yeah, told her from the jump I'm nothing like these other guys. Give her natural highs, always give her butterflies. See, in the past, she messed with these lame niggas. Playing game niggas, never will change niggas. Now she takes the real man and she getting scared. This a daydream, she used to have nightmares. Now I'm showing her something she ain't never seen. There's either real or fake, there's no in between. Open up to me. No, no, not your legs, but your mind, queen. Open up your mind, queen. Open up to me. No, no, not your legs, but your mind, queen. Open up your mind, queen. My vibe, my vibe, it make her come alive. My vibe, my vibe, it make her come alive. My vibe, my vibe, it make her come alive. My vibe, my vibe, it make her come alive. Love sex, but I want to mentally connect. Get your mind back, queen. Time to redirect. Good day, and it's gonna be a better night. Feeling you, queen. You don't follow the hype. She said, Gregory, I love the way you talk to me. Late nights, hold my hand while you walk with me. Ha. I know you feel it, cause I feel it too Don't worry, till the end, it's just me and you Let me lay it down, ease your mind, relieve your stress Stimulate your mind, yeah, that get your panties wet She just smiled and said, how you know me so well? It be times, I be thinking, it's a fairy tale No, queen, I promise you, this the real deal Tell me how you want it, tell me how you want to feel Tell me where you want to go, what you want to know You let go of your past and do a grow Open up to me, no, no, not your legs, but your mind, queen Open up your mind, queen, open up to me no, no, not your legs, but your mind, queen. Open up your mind, queen. My vibe, my vibe, it make her come alive. My vibe, my vibe, it make her come alive. My vibe, my vibe, it make her come alive. My vibe, my vibe, it make her come alive. It make her come alive. It make her come alive. Gregory the second. All right, and that was My Vibe by Gregory II, and we got him here talking to us here on Punk Rock and Politics. Hey, what's up, Gregory? Hey, how y'all doing, world? <laughs> good, good. Thanks for joining us. 
Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, I, me and Gregory, we've been good friends for a while. He played uh, a little festival that I put on a little while ago, and he's been doing a lot of stuff. So we wanted to get him on here, talking about his music, talking about some politics. So, um, Gregory, when I know you started out selling T-shirts out of the back of your um, trunk, and that's kind of how everything got started. Tell tell us about that. Well, basically, uh, Brown actually got killed by Darren Wilson, the police officer. Uh, basically, a friend of mine, we were just talking about, you know, some shirts that we could make to represent that to stop or bring awareness to police brutality. Um, and then once we did that, we basically came up with the idea, don't shoot. And I started selling the don't shoot shirts and it had a cop and the cop that was on there. It didn't have have a color so you know it was basically a blank so if i wore a gray shirt or if it was on a white shirt or a red shirt that's what color the cop will be so basically we wasn't represented it as far as a white person or a white cop we was represented as a system in whole as yes. a police system so a figurehead yeah y- yes exactly and we did have the uh a black baby or a brown baby uh signifying that basically like a metaphor for like they're killing our children and uh when i first made that shirt i mean it was a a lot of controversial things going on. I mean, people were really upset about it. I mean, it was more people, even like people of color, that was more like, whoa, like, are you really going to wear that shirt? Are you really going to sell that? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it really just took off. And people, I mean, to this day, I mean, I started selling that shirt almost two years ago, and I still get orders. I just met off an order the other day that someone bought that shirt still. I don't even promote them no more. And they're still on my website. But I started selling them, and... I was just selling out the car, you know, from Oklahoma City, and I've sold at least like 50 to people. And it was just really rising. Then when I started putting it on the internet, that's what it really took off. And I guess it was one of those shirts a lot of people told me about that it was more, it was really blunt and honest. And, yes. you know, I'm from Oklahoma. So, you know, it's, it's a conservative state here. So when I wore that shirt, I mean, I would get stared, just stare at me like they was bothered by it. And that's when I knew that I was actually doing something right you know what i'm saying because if they're comfortable with what i'm wearing then obviously it's not making them think or feel a certain way so i've had i've even had every ethnicity race culture everybody has bought that shirt that style shirt from me and that's what's amazing about it and i've even gotten more compliments from you know middle-aged white men about the shirts like man that shirt is powerful and it means something you know and it's really surprised me and i guess i mean we're in a new day and age now so it's really it makes me really feel good that people are actually understanding the struggle of the system the struggle of uh how the system does attack the people of color and does attack the low class in general Mm -hmm. and it's it's very powerful so that really woke me up i really wasn't aware as i am now about things that's going on as far as the system in the whole and then when i started wearing that shirt it really opened my eyes especially like on instagram and Instagram saved my life, honestly. <laughs> that's that's how that's how we met, actually. Yeah. I think through your brother, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's oh, you talking about revolutionary poets? Yes, yes. Oh, between me and you, man, this that's actually me. Oh, too. that one's you. Okay, okay. I I, I, run, I keep it like low key because there's a lot of controversial things on there. Yeah. So uh even with my personal page, like I, I don't you know, you follow me on Instagram Definitely. on my personal yeah. 
and it's totally different than revolutionary poets. Yeah, uh, that's that's how we we connected originally. And, and exactly. I, I remember when that T-shirt came out, and it, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, "Wow, that's a that's a bold T-shirt," you know. <laughs> exactly. I still wear them to this day, and this is like crazy. But when I started selling those, I really didn't really wasn't into selling T-shirts, and it really opened my mind that I wanted to start a brand with my girlfriend, uh, Visionaries Clothing, mm-hmm. and basically is revolutionary gear gear that means something not just like my name is just something to make people feel something when they see it and they like and it's work man like i didn't know many people thought and felt this way but now that we have social media i feel like people are able to connect you know and and like you like you said before it's a whole new world i think um a lot of middle-aged uh white like people didn't really understand or even get the struggle they said wow like when police pull you over they actually ask you if you have a gun and they actually search you you know i think a lot of older generation they don't they don't get that and they now seeing the videos coming out like you said the uh you said it was darren wilson michael brown was when what started you doing that so and that's kind of really the one thing that really spurred the um black lives matter movement and that's kind of grown into its own entity so how how, what do you feel about the black lives matter movement and what's your perspective on that uh i feel like it's a necessary movement i mean it's always been pros and cons about it because you know they always try to uh uh, how do I put this? They try to. It's very polarizing, and it's only I, I've noticed. You know, I get Black Lives Matter, and it doesn't offend me when anyone says it. But I, I've noticed that the group itself's become very polarizing. But you know, mainstream. what's crazy, brother, is that even Black people, I've since I've started, you know, becoming a revolutionary and speaking the truth, I've had more Black people attack me my own people, my own, you know, community than, you know, white people. You know, I've actually, I could talk to a, you know, a white guy or a white woman and they're socially aware and they of this, man, they, they know more about my culture and more about my history than I've known, you know? And I've noticed that doing that, even with Black Lives Matter, because I see people say all lives matter. And then oh, I've yeah. seen this tweet one uh, maybe like a couple months back and was so blunt and so true that when cops were getting killed or they was like blue lives matter. Oh, well, so, yeah, yeah. and people were taken up for that. So then somebody tweeted, it was a famous person. They was like, well, now y'all are saying blue lives matter. So y'all understood what we were saying when black lives matter. So you saying blue lives matter doesn't mean that every other life doesn't matter. So y'all knew what we, black people were talking about. Y'all were just ignoring them. Like back in the day with, you know, segregation i'm like you know we never spoke up on any of those things i mean how would the country be if we was like oh well this is how it is mm-hmm. you know and i've experienced it you know hands-on with uh when i used to do stupid stuff when i was out there being a menace society i mean i didn't <laughs> i didn't even engage and run into the cops you know mm-hmm. but as yeah. soon as i became who i am now i in the last three years, I've experienced more racism. You know, I grew up my hair because um, I've had short hair. When I first started, I had real short hair. I had like a fade, and now my hair is long. And I wore my hair out, and I more stare. Uh, people just be stereotyping me, and they think that I act this way or talk this way. And it's just really, I guess, you know, even with Donald Trump, like I feel like personally, that has been the best thing 
for the people of color. Because yeah. Now we're yeah. actually seeing mm-hmm. like, yo, it's people, and it's crazy because people, people, low class, even white people, they're in the society, and they're just in the same boat as everybody else and people of color. Exactly. And they don't even realize it. Exactly. And they're voting for him. They're losing their health situation. So when I see that, and now I see that these people that I went to school with, played basketball with, uh, parents I was in the car with, they really felt this way about people of color. And it's like, sick. I'm like, whoa, did you really think that the whole time? Um, you know, because now they're like, Donald Trump, this, Donald Trump, they feel these ways. I'm like, that's really sick to me. So now I'm like, okay, now I understand why we have to get louder. Because I don't really feel like the media is the news no more. I feel like social media, actually social yeah, media exactly. is where we're the news. Like We're going to be the new news in a couple years. That's why I'm surprised. I've always felt like it might shut it down one day. You know? <laughs> well, that's that's kind of where this whole fake news, it's the whole Neil McCarthyism. They're kind of trying to push her. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, definitely. I I hear you on that. Yeah. So cuz it, it's almost like now you're targeted more because you've become a threat. You've become a threat to the system, the status it's, quo. It cuz when I used to be I mean, I was just a stereotypical black guy. I mean, I I talked about this. Can we cuss on here? Yeah, I didn't of course. Know. Yeah, I mean, it's a podcast. Okay, I was, why, why the I fuck was, not? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Okay, I was just like with you know, I used to niggas being hoes and money, this cars and clothes, all that. And when I thought like that, even my own family, they didn't mm-hmm. sit me down and say, "Yo, Gregory, like, don't." Don't talk like that. Don't be like that. You know, read a book, you know, be more intellectual. Talk about peace and love. But then when I started talking about peace and love, I became a problem. I became, you're weird. Why are you being like that? I'm like, so when I promoted violence, promoted sex, when I promoted all this material objects, it was just okay. It was fine. Even to black people, to the system, everything. But as soon as I started doing what I'm doing now, now I'm a threat. I'm like that. And I'm like, people don't even see it like that. Like, it's, it's black. It's that clear, black and white. Like, if you're promoting peace, love, and unity, equality, they're like, yo, shut the hell up. But if you're, if I'm on stage, like, yo, fuck these niggas, I'm gonna kill them all. They like, yeah, give them a record deal, put them on the radio. Da 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 da. And I'm like, yo, and people don't understand that these record companies invest in private prisons. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just like all it's all into one circle. And I didn't know that. So that's why I really have been pushing my music. And I know that it's kind of hard to reach a lot of people on an intellectual level. So I've been working on my music to kind of throw subliminal messages in there and get my fan base and, you know, work them in. Because you can't just throw the truth at everybody all at once because yeah, exactly. they like, they run away scared. You know, <laughs> like, you just you're you're going to you're going to freak people out. That's why I, I've always said it's like planting a seed, you know, you got to like, And then if it grows, it grows. If it doesn't. Well, it, that's there. You can't force anyone to think that way. Exactly. But isn't it, isn't it terrifying how the system is built with the consumerism and they force people to keep going um, they force people to keep to keep going into the system and keep consuming, and but it's detrimental to their lifestyle, and it's violent yeah. and deadly. But it it, it it and it destroys the environment. Is but that, it makes it, money. It's crazy. And and if food, I mean, like I didn't even know, like I was 
on organic stuff a couple years ago, but now that I really, I'm like, wow, like the food, it's a chemical warfare, it's a spiritual warfare, it's a physical warfare. It's like, oh, it takes some people, but like a revolutionary. It's not just going out the streets and saying, fuck the police, you know, <laughs> fuck the oh, system. Yeah. It's it's more, I really feel like, because I mean, I watched, um, J. Cole is one of my favorite artists, and he was having an interview, and he was saying it's more about working on yourself inside and find out who you are, because I mean, now people don't take time they don't meditate they don't really just think and still think they just watch tv and let tv and let the news tell them what's going on and tell them how to feel tell them how to think tell them how to react i'm like yo if you just close your uh turn off your tv and even turn off your phone and just open a book and just think for a second i mean like you'll see the world so differently because i literally took a year and a half i never really told nobody i took a year and a half away from rap music as far as rap music that's stereotypical like the rap music that we hear on the radio i took a year and a half i was listening to nothing but reggae uh conscious hip-hop like most dev i went back to listening to uh tupac was more you know he, he has subliminal messages like crazy but i listen to him too but i listened to a lot of reggae music and i took time away from that music i took time away from listening to uh watching tv shows like that interacting with people like that and I'm, when I tell you that I was like reborn and now I can actually go and listen to that music and it doesn't affect me because, you know, you are who you listen to. You know, if you oh, listen yeah. mm-hmm. to music, you're watching this type of shows. So when I took time to actually step away from that, I mean, man, it, it made me realize that now I know how to come at this system because now I see I didn't really. I was like, did I really think like that and act like that and move like that? You know, and I'm not a judge because when I first got aware. I was like really like. Like on Facebook, I would just just talk shit like yo da da da, and I really like balanced myself because it was a time that I didn't think like that. And you scare people. And I never challenge people's religion, even though I don't necessarily believe in religion. I believe like religion is love because that's what all religions practice is love. Well, yeah. they preach love, but few of them practice it. But exactly. yeah, I, that's, yeah, that's right. a great quote. That's the truth. <laughs> exactly. So I really don't challenge religion. I just yeah. challenge your your thinking and then i feel like once you challenge your thinking eventually they'll start challenging their own religion yeah. like wait a religion is such a cornerstone of someone's like personal identity and their faith and their family it's it's really people get offended when you attack their religion so i i agree i think if you go i mean I, I, I'll listen to people who question all religions, but I, I think you're right. If you plant that seed, and the most important thing is the system, because it's oppressing mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and and people, don't, people don't understand, and they're just trying to get us all to fight between each other, and mm-hmm. that's the problem. So it's Exactly, I yeah. agree. Well, we're, we're getting towards the end here, but uh, I want to bring it up to a little more. Let's end it on like a positive light because I know like you're talking about, that's your thing, your positive light. Um, exactly. But really quick before we get to that, um, we're talking with Gregory the second. Um, I'm going to link up his website and all of his music. So if you want to check out any more of his music or his controversial shirts and uh, gear, click on the link. Go check it out. Check out his music. It's super awesome. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 great, man. I, I love what you're doing. But all right, so I I saw recently that you went and talked to um, 
a school, like an old teacher of yours who went and talked to some students about, I yeah. believe it was like following your dreams and poetry. Tell, tell us about that. Yes, it's actually my old elementary school I went to. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was my high school, my elementary school teacher. And there's a lot of kids up there that's, you know, grew up in the neighborhood I grew up in and they're going down the wrong road, like what everything basically we've been talking about. And <clears throat> he wanted someone to talk to them basically like to influence them because they, they listened to me and I'm going back, actually going back up there, but I really wanted to preach to them because when I was at age, I didn't have nobody like in their twenties that was actually talking to me and telling me like, it's okay to show love. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay to be a nerd or be a dork to read books. It's okay to be a artist. It's okay. You know, all I was taught was to be a thug, to be this, to be that. So I was really preaching to them and emphasizing that it's okay to be yourself, you know, no bullying, no picking on each other. Like we all, we got, we're family, we're brothers and sisters. And I was doing a chant that was saying, um, more love, less hate. And I had them scream that because, you know, I really feel like words are spelled. So when you say that and they, I mean, these kids went home and when I tell you, like I had like at least 10 mothers write me and tell me like, yo, my son was just in the car chanting more love, less hate. And, and it was his, and then, uh, and I had him chanting, I am somebody. Mm, and I yes. him to just emphasize that. And like, I'm going back up there and it's really powerful because I didn't really know if you tell yourself that, you know, I used to tell my thing, myself negative things and negative stereotypes and that's who I became. So I really, and I'm actually going to start mentoring up there probably once a month, but oh, good, basically good. just telling them that and helping them out with that. And it really, I mean, it made me emotional. I didn't want to get emotional in front of the kids, but just to hear, to feel the energy, the vibrations in there, and they was just, they really loved it. It like changed a lot of them to this day. I mean, my teacher wrote me the other day was saying that a lot of his kids, you know, they say, well, you don't, don't let me call Gregory, and they straighten up, you know, and they think <laughs> yeah. the same neighborhood as them. So yes, really yeah. feel like as people of color, people, anybody, as young, like people in their 20s, 30s, it's our job. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of parents, people just kind of, well, they're going to be kids. No, we need to actually talk to them. Yeah. You know? So it really helped me. It helped me more than I think it helped him. <laughs> well, I think I think it probably helped you guys both mutually because that, exactly. that, that's so powerful for um, young kids to have people people to look up to i mean because my my parents were divorced so uh growing up i didn't i mean thankfully i had other father figures around but if i didn't have those father figures you know who knows um what would happen or just an older brother i didn't have any of that so having that older um person around that you could look up to who's a positive influence that's so good like we were saying all the rap artists nowadays and i mean even a lot of the sport uh sports athletes they're just they're they're not positive influences unfortunately they just want to make money i mean you can't really fault them for that but Mm. it's unfortunate that's that's the society we're in so exactly but um before we head out man i want to hear uh a little spoken word i know you do a bunch of spoken words so let's give a hear a little thing on our way out okay this one's called wondering i wrote this actually not even a year ago so here we go uh it hurts to get on social media and see rest in peace posts going down my news feed wondering if that's going to be me young black man deceased See, the black man, we have to watch ourselves from the police. We have to watch ourselves from another black man on the street. Since I've been alive, haven't seen no peace. My sisters, 
my brothers. It's a war on us. We never attacking the enemy. We always attacking each other. It's crazy how the whole script was flipped. Names, languages, minds, stripped. Then they tell us to let it go and don't trip. What the hell they mean by that? They don't give us what they took back. No, I doubt that. I just want my brothers and sisters to see that we control our destiny. And what we think in our minds is everything. It's time for us to redirect our thoughts and change the game. Stop running from it and just embrace the pain. Yeah, they took away the chains, but they kept our brains. And we wonder why we going through the same old thing. That's one. That that was it, right? Yeah. I thought I I was like, wow, yeah, that was powerful, man. Yes, dude. I'm actually reading that Monday at a. I'm doing an event. It's actually the first event people of color that's doing an event in Oklahoma City in downtown. Uh-huh. And I'm reading that poem at the event. I got another one too, but I'm reading that, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be very different. It's gonna be a different crowd, but yeah. I hope they're ready for it. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, you have you have to push boundaries, and just like we were talking about at the beginning, you gotta get people pissed off sometimes be blunt and get them to question uh the world so exactly. well hey thanks so much gregory for coming on the show and talking to us um and once again like i said before we're gonna have links down below to check out gregory's music um please do so he has some great stuff and uh thanks for coming by punk rock and politics thank you for having me i'll talk to you later brother yeah take care peace I'll out too I mean, everything we see is a false reality. It's like Big Brother, The Matrix, whatever you want to call it. While we're watching each other, they're watching us all the time. time. Let me live, who the fuck is you? Trying to tell me what to do, trying to tell me what to think. Now you know how I move, oh shit, here comes the G. This motherfucker thinking free, he reading about his history. He's solving all these mysteries, goddamn. Let's get it, I'm on it, oh no I read, I learn, and then I grow Called it to my brother, now we bout to steal the show Once you get your mind back, then the money will flow I'ma get it, and I'm rocking, and I'm moving like this Uh Don't even gotta ask, cause you know what it is Watch your friends, watch your family, and watch your own back Everybody going crazy, and that's a known fact So I stay to myself, and I'm focused on my grind Told myself from the jump, can't nobody take mine Bullshit's in the past, I'ma leave it all behind Everything I'm doing is for my bloodline, yeah I'm just doing me, they trying to tell me who to be Summertime, but damn, these some cold streets Every day is a lesson, lesson Every day is a blessing, blessing I'm just doing me, they trying to tell me who to be Summertime, but damn, these some cold streets Every day is a lesson, lesson Every day is a blessing, lesson. If they playing with my mind, then they playing with my money Since I'm thinking for myself, they say I'm acting funny I done did good and did dirt, did better, done worse Mama told me not to curse and that I need to go to church Hell no, I can't, I'm on my own they choose hoes over bros They claiming that they real They don't know the G code Have an old soul and I'm always rocking gold No you didn't, yes I did Man I'm staying off the grid Working on my ideas Ever since I was a kid Where I'm from you got a book 
trying to tell me who to be Summertime, but damn me some cold streets Every day is a lesson, lesson Every day is a blessing, blessing I'm just doing me, they trying to tell me who to be Summertime, but damn me some cold streets Every day is a lesson, lesson Every day is a blessing, blessing Obi-Wan Kenobi said, your eyes can deceive you, don't trust them. It seems to be getting harder, distinguishing reality from the illusions people make for us, or from the ones we make for ourselves. I don't know, maybe that's part of the plan, to make me think I'm crazy. It's working. Thanks for checking out Punk Rock and Politics. If you enjoyed the show and the information brought to you, please like and share the video. Thanks. We'll see you next time. And rock on, political junkies. I think our old our society is run by insane people for insane object, objectives. Doing a better job of talking to each other. The left hand now knows what the right hand is doing. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you.